0: (laughs) to the u sports final eight final championship her a really fast runner, and can barely make the turns in the first lane. Sharara will be swimming in gold medals from this weekend. She's just been untouchable. Welcome back, everyone, to the IGTV Student Athlete Series for Episode 5. Today, we have a student-athlete currently studying abroad over at uh, Chichester University. He's playing semi-pro soccer for Chichester City FC and was a part of the Exceptional Athlete Program. At Birchmount Park Collegiate Institute. Welcome to the series, Emmett Dunn. How's it going?
1: Very good. I'm so, glad to be on the show. Yeah,
0: thank you for coming on. Like me and Emmett are pretty good friends. Um, you know, we've he lives a block away, so we're kind of in the bubble together. Um, you know, our 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 uh, families are pretty good friends, so. You know, this is why we can do it in person. So it's, you know, it's going to be really fun today. We're going to talk about, you know, your your pathway as a soccer player, um, you know, in Canada and, you know, going to England a couple of years ago. Um, you know, Chichester City is, um, you know, had a really good run in the FA Cup this year. So we're going to talk about that in fall of 2019. And then we're going to end off a little, with a little bit of office trivia. So, you know, we'll, I'm looking forward to that. It is. It's going to be a tough test. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Like like me and Emmett are big office fans he knows everything so we're kind of gonna like this is a pretty hard test and so we're gonna see how well he does but no kind of start off like we're gonna talk a little bit about like you know intercollegiate sports like in England so they're a little they're structured differently than they are in Canada right so yeah so like what's the difference between like like intercollegiate sports at Chaiyu
1: versus like Chichester City FC um, so basically like the way I always put it to people is like, it's kind of the opposite in England yeah. here. Um, sports are really serious in universities. Like, you right. know, it's basically like a full-time thing, right? You're training yeah. every day. Um, the season is very serious. People get scholarships to go to unis just for sports. Mm-hmm. But like when you go to England, it's kind of the opposite. Uni is kind of more of a social gathering for sports right. and like, um, where the money is and where everything gets taken seriously is in the club sports. So okay. I am playing for the university, but I'm mostly focusing on my time at, at the club because uni sport is just kind of a social gathering. I mean, it's a decent level, but um, you know, it's not the, like the the, the
0: highest or like the highest of the two kind of like it's, it's more competitive with the club. Yeah. You know, the club is much
1: more competitive. Right. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so we're going to kind of get into this by starting you know, and setting a storyline for everyone that, you know, doesn't know Emmett. Um, you know, I've known Emmett since, like, grade one and, uh, well, I think kindergarten, actually. Well, we, we're yeah, on, kindergarten. we weren't friends at that time, but, like, yeah. in grade one, we started, um like, we're on the same, in the same class, in the same, um, on the same team, Donkey Kong, and, you know, I felt like, for me, watching Emmett, like, like not fairly closely, like, I, you know, wasn't you know, his number one fan at every game. But... I mean, yeah, you're seven years old. <laughs> yeah, today.
1: but you're doing your own thing. Yeah,
0: exactly. But, um, but like, kind of throughout the years, um, you know, I was always, you know, I always saw glimpses of you, whether I was playing, you know, with you in elementary school at recess or like on, you know, like the Jackman team, Earl Gray. Um, but I felt like you were always one step ahead of everyone, and that's my perspective. Um, you know, like I think. You know you would prove yourself you know on the field and you would always show that you know in some regard of a sport or you know, soccer like you were ahead of people so we're gonna like so the first story I have is like in grade one it was just house league soccer like for donkey con and and um you know we were I don't know just playing a game like whatever 6 six-year-old soccer players do and somehow we get a penalty shot and Emmett takes it and he scores, but he dismantles the net. Like, he – like, you know, because, like, you – they're just, like, plastic nets, right? You, like – Right. It's, like, man- two-piece, right? You yeah.
1: Pop them together.
0: Yeah, you manually assemble them. Yeah. And then you shoot it, and, like, it just the, – the net just shatters. <laughs> I'm just, like and, – and, and at that point, I was, like, okay, I think it's a little bit better than you know, most of the guys here. But um, but then, like, you – and then you kind of moved on to, like, more competitive at East York. Um like their rep team yeah yeah so so then I would like go and see like your rep team once in a while like with your with your mom or your dad and you know you like there's this one play I mean you had an amazing free kick goal that game and I was like, all right this guy is like sick but then you had this play that is a little bit more noticeable to me where like you were up against the sideline like two guys on you there was like no pass passing lane really for you and then you like somehow put it through the legs and you get it to a teammate and you guys have like non-main refs. So like, I don't, that's just my perspective. I don't remember that, but I'll uh, take credit for that. No, I'm yeah, not going to say I yeah, didn't do that. Yeah.
1: But I don't remember that.
0: No. Yeah. It was, it was pretty sick. So, <laughs> um, well. so yeah, that's kind of like when I, when I knew like, Oh, like you have a talent, like you're, you know, you're passionate. So like, why do you think that you were you know constantly, you know, ahead of people? Do you think, it's because you practice more like you focus more on fitness or like
1: well okay well first of all I'm very flattering that i'm one step <laughs> ahead of everyone i mean that's really nice i don't know if i'll go that far but yeah. thank you um and
0: your youth for sure like i yeah. definitely you know, that was my pers- like i wasn't a competitive soccer player right but
1: yeah. yeah but i think i think the reason why i was always i guess yeah one step ahead maybe was just i think i was really really competitive mm-hmm. uh yeah. almost like to a fault I think like he was almost (laughs) too competitive sometimes like you know we would get I would get in fights with everyone all the time playing soccer at recess and things like that
0: oh yeah I remember um yeah oh yeah you definitely (laughs) remember
1: but I think that really drove me just to like yeah like you said I I would just kick the ball really hard because I wanted to score really badly Mm -hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't say like I had this like natural given talent but I just really, really wanted to win and I didn't, Mm -hmm. it was more about, yeah, it was more about not losing than winning. Right. I think. Um, so I think that's what helped me, um, develop as a, as a younger player. Right. And then when I went to East York, so when I started playing like at the rep level, um, you know, I was still very competitive and all that. Um, and I feel like once I realized like I actually really have a passion for soccer, Mm -hmm. I, I decided, I kind of wanted to take it more seriously. And so I went over to Wexford, and that was when I started to realize, okay, like, I might want to take this seriously because I'm in a yeah. group of people that take it seriously. Mm-hmm. I have a coach that takes it seriously, and um, I was just in an environment where, mm-hmm. like, we all had one goal, and that was just to develop as a team and, and win. Yeah, And that's when I really kind of, like, found, found myself, I'd say, because, um, you know, I was with them for about – Five years like I was with them until the end of high school yeah and um, like we all just had that one goal I think I was in a group of people that were kind of a lot like me competitive mm-hmm. yeah. young guys who just wanted to win
0: yeah
1: um, and yeah they really helped me I think they were, they were probably one of the most important teams of my mm-hmm. career yeah. I guess for yeah. my development yeah for yeah. sure
0: so like so you moved to Wexford from East York to West Wexford in grade going into grade eight yeah,
1: yeah, I think yeah, great, great, yeah, yeah, or like some time in
0: grade eight or or something like that. But yeah. um, so that's kind of the time when you were also thinking about, um, you know, going to into the exceptional athlete program at Birchmount. Um, so like, you know, there's Birchmount High School. You know, like that's the like you there's a the high school, and then there's this other program for athletes, um, you know, who are passionate of the sports. You know, who are playing at a higher level. So like. What's that, what was that program all about, and you know, what was your experience from it?
1: Um, it was, like, basically for, like, I wouldn't even say it was for elite athletes, even though that was in the name. It was for basically people who wanted to, who wanted to take it more seriously. Not, you didn't have to be at a very high level first. Right. You could just go there and say, you know, I want to take this more seriously. So, hmm. instead of taking phys ed, we would take beep. So. Right. Um, it would basically just be like, um, it's kind of like, I guess it's like, uh, more like a gifted phys ed. So, you know, there's like gifted math, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was just for people that wanted to train, um, like a bit more organized training, more athlete specific training. Um, we we took nutrition and, um, sort of kinesiology stuff more seriously. We learned, Mm -hmm. we were a bit advanced in that. Um, and I thought, I think it was really helpful because it was like, you one step ahead yeah exactly yeah, yeah. get me one step ahead I, I don't think i ever would have been as like as fit as i could have been if, if, if i was there because like um the like the reason why it was so good was because we would do proper organized workouts instead of just you know like playing a basketball game right. or playing soccer um it would be like okay today's focus is you can do a cardio workout this long it helps you with mm-hmm. this. Like, they teach us, you teach us in all the fields of being an athlete. And right. I think that was the biggest part in, in in my development as, like, physically as an athlete,
0: yeah. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, you, you told me about the workouts and they're, like, really awesome. Yeah. Like you really enjoyed it.
1: Um, so, yeah, you we know, had, we had teachers who really knew what they were doing. Like, yeah. Especially um, with this guy named Mr. Packus, who'd been there a while. Yeah. And he'd just been doing it for so long that he would create his own creative workouts and he actually invented like three of his own sports oh yeah which we'd play and it was a lot of fun yeah like um we had this game called flip which was a mix between rugby soccer and football Mm -hmm. and it was a really fun game that everyone looked forward to (laughs) yeah and even just stuff like that like i i know i i know i made the right decision because i don't think i would have Mm -hmm. survived if i was just in a normal phys ed program at a normal right school I just I feel like that's what I need
0: yeah so what was like the best part about that was it just being like in a competitive and competitive environment or like or just you know for your more for your fitness
1: I think it was like I think the tie between learning everything about being an athlete like not only just working out and getting bigger and stronger yeah and also like doing hard workouts and intense workouts because if you're, if you're in a room full of athletes around your level, you're going to want to mm-hmm. sort of be one of the yeah. better ones. Yeah. And that that was also sort of feeding my my competitiveness and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So I'd say it's a tie between those. And, you know, like I learned a lot about uh, nutrition. They sort of like started that early in grade nine and yeah. they, they fed us the right information and then they kept taking it more seriously. Um, and I think that helped me a lot to this day. Like I've, I've learned a lot about how to work out properly. Right and it's kind of given me a foundation for my own athletic career after high school. It's yeah. not like it, it was good during high school. And then I forgot everything. I think it really helped me a lot.
0: Right. So yeah. Talk, speaking about like after high school, like you know, it definitely helped in uh, I'm sure a lot of regards like time management, you know, like um, you know, just balancing, you know, your student athlete life really. So, so you later uh, moved on to Chichester. So like take us through how you kind of, got on board with Chichester and you know, how that recruitment process was.
1: Um, so I kind of realized when I was, well, I was finding it hard to choose what I wanted to do mm-hmm. um, in high school for when I went to university. And I think the biggest issue is that like, I wanted to become a, like the only thing I cared about was soccer. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's kind of what everyone goes through. Like whenever they play a sport, they're like, this would be the best thing. Why would I want to do anything else yeah. other than this? Yeah. And I was kind of, like, I felt a bit guilty. I was, like, shouldn't I be taking, like, shouldn't I be planning ahead? Shouldn't I be thinking, like, shouldn't I be thinking realistically, like, I should look to get a safe job and stuff like that? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so. I mean, do what you love, right? Yeah, like, exactly. You know, like,
0: keep it going because, you know, like, especially, I mean, for me, like, you know, I, I played sports in high school. Like, I wasn't, you know, a competitive athlete. But, like, um, but – you know, once, you, once I, like, went on to Brock, I was, like, you know, it's weird, like, not having a sport that, like, mm-hmm. you keep going back to. Like, you know, yep. like, it's usually there at like, one point of the season, right? Like, you have intramurals, but they're not exactly the same, right? So, yeah, just, so, like, going.
1: yeah, exactly. And so I had a coach um, named Trevor who's, who told my parents. My parents had a chat with him. They're, like, you know, Emmett's having trouble finding what he wants to do. And, mm-hmm. and he said, like, oh, well if he's interested in coaching, which is as close as you can get to playing soccer as yeah. possible, coaching soccer, he's like, there are programs in the UK where you can learn how to become a soccer coach. Yeah, And and so my parents proposed to me the idea and I was like, oh, that sounds really sick, but okay, it's not going to happen. It's in England. right? It's probably a bit expensive. Mm. I'm going to live on my own on the other side of the world. Like yeah. I'm like, okay, cool, but it's <laughs> not happening. Um, but then I think I really owe it to my parents because they, they helped me a lot with it and they they didn't let me sort of give up on it. They mm. they just said, like, technically, there's nothing wrong with doing this. Like, you could fully do this. It's fully possible. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. hard and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very rare for that to happen. Yeah. Um, but you could do it. So I was like, okay. And, and I think one of the reasons why I didn't want to stay in Canada or the U.S. was, well, A, because... There's no coaching courses anywhere right. in the US or yeah. in Canada. But also just like the culture I think around soccer is mm-hmm. so much different. Yeah. And because I went I went to England about a year before I graduated high school, mm-hmm. um, to, you know, kind of go around and visit some clubs just to see if I could fit into like a, a professional academy or something with, yeah. with a few of my friends, mm-hmm. a few of my teammates. And I just, I, I completely realized like this is so different to Canada and like I could move here and try to do something, not only playing, but also coaching because I wanted to become a coach. So yeah. um, that really helped me decide like that's really what I want to do. So next thing you know, I, I get into Chai Uni and, and two years later I'm yeah. I'm here.
0: Yeah. So so what was that like switch like? You know, you, you left in September 2018. Um you know, like from going to Canada, you know, living at home to like what is it, eight hours across the world, or, or something,
1: like eight hour flight. Yeah. What was it, What was the change like? like? Yeah. Like
0: how was the change for you? Like you know. Yeah, just was, as a person, really.
1: It was. It was weird. Like, it took me like a month or two to realize. Like, holy crap, <laughs> yeah. I'm in England. Yeah. And my parents aren't here. Yeah. And I'm at uni, and like, it was weird. Yeah. It was especially weird because they do the t- they do the the years differently at school there mm-hmm. so it's like um, in Canada and I don't think America does it but in Canada it's like um, the oldest senior class is born in January and the youngest is born in December right so they do January to December but mm-hmm. in England they do it September to August oh,
0: so yeah.
1: the oldest kid so I think the, the reason why they do it is so you can graduate college which is like kind of their high school
0: yeah
1: at 18 no matter what mm-hmm. cuz if you're born after september which is when school starts you'll be you'll be the year below yeah um so since i was born in december i was still 17 when i graduated mm-hmm. from high school mm-hmm. but everyone at uni was 18 and the drinking agent at uni is 18. yeah so i had to spend like the first four months or so of uni not going out not meeting anyone um because I was 17, I couldn't go out. I couldn't do yeah. any of these fun things that everyone was doing during mm-hmm. like their freshman year, I guess. Yeah. Um. So that was that was one of the hard parts. It was hard, I was finding it hard to to meet people. Um. But I think when I when I first came, um, the coach of Chai City, um, he he kind of recruited me through the university because he works at the university as a lecturer for my program, and he's a coach at Chai City. Oh, nice. Or Chichester City for mm-hmm. those who don't know Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I call it Chai a lot. Yeah. That's what, just what everyone calls yeah. it. I don't know why. Chai. Yeah. yeah. It's just a lot easier to say than yeah. Chichester. Yeah.
0: Chichester, Chichester. I mean, I butchered the name. Yeah, it's like, a tongue four twister. Time, four times when I was, like, doing the intro. Yeah. Um, Oh, so, yeah. So, Chai. Yeah. So, chai, yeah. chai, yeah. So, if um, he says
1: Chai, Chai City, then yeah. you, you know what he's talking about. <laughs> um, Yeah, so he was like, okay, well, if you're – Playing soccer pretty serious in Canada, you should be fine to come and play for our team. Like, obviously, he didn't say okay, come play. You're mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, he helped me, um, sort of integrate myself into, I guess, England. Yeah, the yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Like he, he got me onto a team. He took me around the uni. He showed me what's good. He showed me like what's not good to do. <laughs> he just showed me everything, with yeah. it, and he helped me a lot. So, um.
0: Like a mentor, kind of. Yeah, it was
1: kind of a mentor, and um, that really helped me get into the culture there and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that. that's awesome. So, so when did you
0: start um, like training with Chai City? Yeah. Like, it, it was
1: at that fall. Yeah. So, the tough part was that. Um, so I came. I started training with them basically immediately. Like. Mm-hmm after a couple weeks of being there I started training with them but the tough thing is that I had to get this thing called international my international clearance which means um if you ever transfer countries to play a sport
0: yeah
1: or maybe just soccer I'm not sure it's uh you have to like they have to like sign off your papers because technically I guess you could be running away from 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 like a suspension or something in another country I, I don't know but they need to check your papers, see if you're fine to go play in another country. Mm -hmm. And that took like, that took until January. So I had to wait um, about, yeah, four or five months until Mm -hmm. it could happen. So I couldn't play at all. I was just training and training and training. So that was pretty hard, but um, that's, that's basically how it went. And it was, it was cool to be on a men's team as well, because um, you know, they're older people. They know exactly, they have a lot of experience and stuff. So I guess they kind of like, took me under the wing and just, yeah. like, helped me train and stuff and mm-hmm. helped me get involved with the team. So it was nice.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, so how was your, like, I, once you started playing, you know, how was the adjustment for, like, soccer, like, the skill level? You know, did you kind of slide in or was it definitely it was, a big it was, change?
1: It's, it's hard to – I found it really hard to compare them because um, the year before I left for – like, the season before I left for England, uni I was playing with a men's team called GS United in Toronto mm, yeah and I think that was really important because if I probably didn't play at the men's level before I went to Chichester I I would have struggled a lot to, to fit in because right. it's, it's a men's team right like I'm yeah. playing with grown men and mm-hmm. um, so when I first started playing with GS I struggled a bit but that really helped me to play at the men's level in England mm-hmm. And it's weird. Like, I'd say some of the players on GS here in Toronto have had, like, better technique, a bit more experience and stuff. But um, the physicality and, like, the, the fitness that you need to play over the, in, there in England is yeah. – it's crazy. Like, it's it's very, very, very mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. So, I think that was the biggest – that was the biggest noticeable difference. But then in terms of, like – not just in terms of playing style, that's that. But – in terms of like the culture it's completely different. Yeah. Like hundred and ten percent different. Like there are fans at our games, mm. people who actually it's we actually represent a city. Right. It's not like we're just like this this club in Toronto. We're we're a city. We're yeah. a City. Yeah. And we play other cities and we play other areas mm-hmm. and they have fans and we have away games and home games. Like it's 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 great. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's it's a lot different. I mean, in you know, in Toronto at least we have Um, you know TFC but it's you know it's it's not the same I mean like you know you have that really good section you know uh, like the supporter section but like not everyone's as into it as them but like it's it's a lot like that in England you know like yeah um, you know it's I think it's there's like a certain respect that people have even if you're not like a a footy fan like Mm -hmm that you still have towards, uh, footy players, right? Yeah. So, so we're going to kind of skip over to like the second season. This was pretty exciting season for, for Chai. So, um, so you guys were able to get through call, uh, qualifiers and get all the way until the, to the FA cups, uh, like the actual rounds, the first round proper. Right. So, so take us through a little bit of the, the qualifying rounds for, for Chai city. So it's like,
1: well, do you want me to explain it a bit because it's yeah, like a, sure. yeah, yeah, it's, sure. it's kind of like every team in England, every football club in England yeah. plays in this tournament, like mm-hmm. just, no matter how low you are on the table, yeah, you play, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just elimination. Like, you play one team, if you win, you advance and you win a bit of money, right? Your club wins a bit of money, and then if you win that game, you advance, you win a bit more money, and so, um. You know, like, we, we're one of the lower division clubs, so we start really early yeah. in, in the tournament. Mm-hmm. The higher you are, the, the later into the into the in the, to the cup you come in. Yeah. Um, so we had to win, I think it was five or six games to get to the first round yeah. proper, which is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great because, like, um, you know, the higher you get, the harder the teams are you play. And so we had to play uh, – three teams that were the league above us like it was it was we had to beat three teams at the league that were the league above us so that was a crazy achievement yeah and no one had any idea that we would get as far as the first round proper
0: yeah
1: and not only like just in terms of success was it great but yeah we the club won a lot of a lot of money. Yeah, no, that you can you know, money. regenerate exactly the, the
0: club, which will just make it better,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it probably doesn't sound great to say like, oh, we want to crap on the money, but yeah, like, but it's great. It helps, no, yeah. it definitely
0: helps. Like, because I mean, you need that to get better. Yeah, um, and I know, unfortunately, you know, better programming and better resources, right? So, so you get to the FA Cup for the I think for Chai said he was the first time since 1960. Um, yeah, they, it was a while. They, they got to the first round proper. So, take us through. So, a, I think after every round, there's a draw, right? Mm-hmm. So, take us through the draw for the first round.
1: So, in the first round, um, it, it's pretty It's pretty sick. They put a, a bunch of balls in a in a bowl. Mm-hmm. And there's like a fancy person who puts their hand in a fancy guest. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, mm, number 21 pays <laughs> number 45. <45." laughs> yeah. And... We I can't remember what number we were. I think we were like thirty seven or something. Okay.
0: Uh
1: and obviously if they pick us up first, mm-hmm. we get the home draw. Yeah. And then the ball they pick up second gets the away draw gets the away draw so that they're playing against us at home. Mm-hmm. Um but uh unfortunately that year um there was a team that um I believe they're called Burry. Burry FC. Okay. They were in League One or League Two. So they're a professional club that um, that went under. Like they I think they folded. Mm-hmm. So in the draw there was one team that was eliminated. Yeah. So I mean there was one that means there was one team that would get a free buy through the round. And so we were like, Oh crap, that'd be sick <laughs> if we could get that. Yeah. And everyone's like, Yeah, yeah but if you have a one in seventy two chance of because yeah. there are seventy two other teams. Yeah. So we're like, oh that'd be crazy. Um so they do it on live television, so we have this gathering at our clubhouse where all the, all the, all the team players get in the clubhouse, mm-hmm. all the staff, some of the parents, some of the girlfriends get in there and everyone's, you know, having a drink or something and, and watching the, the draw. Yeah. And they keep pulling out numbers, right? And, like, every time they – I think – okay, so I'm pretty sure we were number 37. I may yeah. be completely wrong, but yeah. they would pull out 36 and be like, oh, that could have been awesome yeah. playing against, <laughs> like um, – MC Doms or something, which is a yeah. big team. Yeah. Um, but we were never getting picked. <laughs> and they pick out 70 teams, by the way. So like yeah. it got to the last 10, right? And we're, we're left. Mm-hmm. And we're like for some reason, no one was saying no one was saying like we could actually get this by. Yeah. We could actually no one was saying that because no one actually believed it. Right, yeah. And I mean one
0: in seventy two. Like, yeah,
1: one in seventy-two chance yeah. of, of getting that. Uh, and then we got to the end. There were three teams left, right? So the two teams picked out yeah. play, and the one team that isn't picked out, like the very last ball in the bowl, mm-hmm. gets the buy. Sure enough, they they pick <laughs> up the two balls that, that aren't us, and we just go insane. Like.
0: Oh, yeah, there's there's an awesome video. I think it's on. Is it on your Instagram or Chai Cities?
1: At- I think. So. Well, I think it is on my Instagram, yeah, but I think okay. it's on Chai as yeah. well. I'll like. I'll
0: reposted or something on my story so everyone knows what they're talking about it's it's a pretty funny video you it know like, everyone's wild. just going crazy and like i think like a day before um you know i i or no when when you guys realize that you got the buy um you know i posted on my instagram and it was like one in 40 chances, isn't that bad and then you texted back you're like it was actually one in like seventy yeah. two. i was like like what the heck! Like mm-hmm. that's actually ridiculous. Yeah, like, like someone had to get it. No, yeah. like
1: I guess yeah. by chance it was us.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, and so that happened. And just because we got literally just because we got picked last, we won something like forty thousand pounds for yeah. our club because they treat it as if we won the mm-hmm. game, like as if we beat the team that was that was in that right. in that draw. But obviously we didn't. We just got by. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was another reason why people were going crazy because. I think the club was um, struggling a bit financially before and things like that, and it was just a huge, yeah. a huge opportunity for the club just to um, rebuild and stuff. Right. So, um, yeah, and then they hold the second draw. So every after every round, one team wins in, in the in the game, and then they advance to the next round, and then they do another draw. Yeah, and I think just as like um, um just as a fun thing, they they hosted the draw at our clubhouse. Mm-hmm. So live television came and filmed it at our clubhouse and we That's were standing behind, the, <laughs> standing behind the behind the guys in the microphone was yeah. like hi mom yeah. um and uh, and then we got drawn against Tranmere mm-hmm. which is a yeah. league one team which is the third the third step in. Third division. In, yeah, third division. Yeah, third division yeah. in England.
0: Yeah, because it was going to be Tranmere or Wickham, right? And mm-hmm. doesn't Wickham have Akinfenwa?
1: Akinfenwa. That's crazy. Like, so a lot of us were hoping for Wickham just because of Akinfenwa. <laughs> yeah. So I, don't really, I don't really know why he's so famous, just because he's a huge yeah. soccer player. He's and, really jacked. Yeah, yeah he's huge. Yeah. Like, and, like, he's pretty famous. So a lot of people want, want to play against him, maybe take yeah. his shirt after the game or something. Yeah. And just um, to, like, shake his hand. Yeah. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah. Right? yeah. But we got – so we got either them, either Wickham or Tranmere, whoever won that game, mm-hmm. and Tranmere won. Yeah. So we went all the way to Tranmere, which is in Liverpool, which is mm-hmm. like something like a five-hour drive. Yeah, and uh, that was, it was sick. Yeah,
0: that was great. And then, so that game, unfortunately, you guys lost. Um, yeah, but like you guys stuck in it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So when would when was uh, like Tranmere's first goal? Do you remember?
1: I think it was something like the it was the late 60th minute so yeah. in a 90 minute game mm-hmm. we, you could hear that their fans were starting to like <laughs> starting to get really stressed yeah. cuz you know they're like what five leagues above us yeah. the professional team mm-hmm. five leagues above us yeah. and it's nil nil and like near the 70th minute yeah and um, yeah it was one of those games where I've, yeah you could tell that if they scored one they would just start scoring yeah because you know, the pressure's on them, right? It's mm-hmm. on us. If yeah. they don't win, like, I don't know, it's like a disaster. But yeah. if we win, it's insane. Right? Yeah, it's imp- exactly. We achieve the impossible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as soon as they scored, I think their striker got a hat trick and they scored a couple more after that. But mm-hmm. um, the real achievement for us was that we scored. Yeah. And that was something that even though we were 5-0 down, yeah. if you look at it, you're like, yeah, you're 5-0 down. Mm-hmm. Why the hell are you celebrating? Yeah. But, you know, it was a huge achievement. We We scored against a League One club yeah at their ground it was, it was pretty sick
0: No, yeah that's that's so awesome and like and then just to tell people that you know you went to Tranmere like a really big stadium like mm-hmm. really nice you know like they have more more resources obviously so they you know key it's it's professional right? yeah. like it's awesome so you well know, that was a that was a really cool experience from your second season so um so what's what's going on now like what, like you're back in Canada right now when are you going back to Chai and and what's going on there
1: um, so obviously with COVID, um, things, everything got shifted back like yeah. quite a while, but, um, our, our season got canceled, so I had to come back early
0: Yeah.
1: and, uh, but now it's looking like I'll come, um, I'm going back July 23rd, we booked the flight, mm-hmm. um, because preseason starts, uh, like first thing, August mm-hmm. and the season itself is actually going to start, um either September 15th or October 1st. It's not officially yet, but yeah. everyone wants to make sure that we get at least six weeks of proper training and before we, we go and play. So right. that's what it's looking yeah. like right now.
0: That's, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, it's good that you guys are able to go back because, yeah. like, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, still aren't able to play their sports, like especially in Canada. Um, I mean, really everywhere, honestly. But, yeah, that was, that was a pretty cool journey to go through, you know, from Donkey Kong or donkey cone however yeah, you say does. it to all the way you know to semi-pro in, in england and you know big things are coming for you and you're gonna I you know, hope. yeah you're gonna like you're still pretty young on the team so there's still lots of opportunity for you that's gonna come your way and, and it's gonna be awesome so okay so office quiz time all right all right i'm okay. so prepared for this <laughs> okay,
1: so, not really, but...
0: so emmett is really awesome at um saying like office quotes and and you know all that all that stuff so okay let me just figure this out
1: okay so i feel like you chose the hardest questions in the world yeah
0: well i tried to make it harder for
1: sure because
0: like i don't want to like whenever you go on buzzfeed it's like so easy i'm like i know all this i I know all this like come on okay so like, what is the name of the boss? Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. So so I'm going to try to make it a little bit harder for him. So if he does get them wrong, it's not because these you know, questions – like, I mean, these questions are hard. So it's understandable. So don't, no chirping in the comments, please.
1: All
0: right. Okay, so question number one. <laughs> in season seven, Michael forces Kevin to eat broccoli for the first time. What does Kevin uh, ask for with the broccoli? Cheese whiz. Okay, you got one, but there's another one.
1: Holl- hollandaise sauce.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. So his answers right. are correct. Cheese whiz and hollandaise. Kevin asked for those. Okay. So in season two, in the season two Dundies, Pam wins the award for cleanest sneakers. What brand shoe does she have when she wins the award? Oh. <laughs> That's a hard <laughs> question. <laughs> She, okay. She's like, and thanks to my And then she says oh,
1: No It's not Vans No Definitely not like Air Force Ones <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to my Air Force Ones Thanks to my Louis Vuitton. Yeah, yeah. No. Um oh, me Give me a hint Yeah, give me a hint Okay, it starts with a K It's not
0: Kicks? No
1: Oh no wait 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 give me one more try. Give me one more try. Okay. Thanks to my <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I don't know this one. It's Keds. Ken's it. Keds. Like K E D S. I've never I would have really? never done that. I've never okay. heard of that. Okay. Crap. Alright,
0: well one 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 uh one right, one wrong. Okay.
1: I've failed myself.
0: Yeah. You really have. Okay. In uh okay, episode not episode three. Question number three. In in lieu of a pay raise, what does Dwight get for being employee of the month?
1: Two plaques.
0: Yeah. Nice. Okay, that was pretty easy. That was actually, <laughs> that was very easy. Okay. <laughs> this was this was a funny scene. Okay. In season five, Michael and Andy, Michael, Andy, and Oscar go on a business trip to Winnipeg. What movie is Andy watching on his DVD player?
1: Harry and the Hendersons.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And he screams it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that scene. It's like Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Two more questions, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In season one, Dwight asks Jim if he got his tickets yet. What show were the tickets
1: to? The Gun Drill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought I was going to get you on. I didn't think you were going to get that one. <laughs> Okay, final question. Okay. you only gotten one wrong?
1: Yeah, I've gotten one wrong. Oh,
0: gosh. Yeah, okay. kind of a beast. Um, all right. Michael has ideas for a movie, a book, and an HBO series. What are their respective names? So what's the movie?
1: Threat Level Midnight? Yeah. The okay.
0: book? And what's the book?
1: Somehow I managed. Yeah. And with him with with his sleeves. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Okay. And and, what's that one? uh, An HBO series. This one's hard. I didn't even know this one.
1: An HBO series. This one's tough. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Do you have a hint for that? Um... Or I don't no. even know how to think <laughs> this.
0: Like crap. I think it's like a song. That's that doesn't help. Actually, <laughs> that <really>. Doesn't <laughs> help at all. I don't think he's ever said this in the actual show, though. Like this is a tough question.
1: Oh really? Yeah. He doesn't say in the show?
0: I don't. I don't think so. Maybe he says it to like his uh, like whatever he speaks into. But like, I don't think he like. Oh, his recording device. Yeah. Like, I don't think he does it like in front of the camera exactly. But, Oh, oh. oh no, 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 no. Four words. Uh, <laughs> no. I can't. Well, here I go again.
1: Oh, no, I think yeah. he does say something yeah, like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, I didn't... Okay, I... I
1: here uh, I go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I he I got, does say that.
0: I got, like, uh, Like, that one was from, like, a really hard, like, office quiz, but it wasn't, like, BuzzFeed. I don't, I don't really know what it was, but... Yeah, that was pretty good. Okay, you got, I'll, I'll give you like four out of six. Was that like,
1: like an 80%? Four and a
0: half out of six, I'd say. Four and a half is like 75. So pretty good. But the, that's a hard quiz, okay? So thanks, yeah. Emmett, for coming on the series. Um, You know, it was really cool to hear about you know, an inter- international student. Well, we've had Andrew on before. He was episode two. He was international. But, um, you know, to the States rather than you who went to, not Europe, but Britain. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah it was really cool to, to hear about all your experiences um and you know to all of our viewers thanks for watching and and we'll see you guys next week for episode six thanks a lot thanks emmett a really fast runner I can barely make the turns in the first lane Sharara will be swimming in gold medals from this weekend she's just been untouchable